And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast episode, I have my good friend Charlie with me. Hello. And I have A-Town Reviews with me. Say hello to everyone, Alex. How you guys doing? Thanks for having me. You're very welcome, man. I'm excited to actually be talking about The Tomorrow War starring Chris uh, Pratt. And this is actually one of those movies that I saw. Charlie and I actually reacted to the trailer for it. We were excited about it. This is actually, to me and Charlie, though, this is one of the best out of the whole entire Amazon uh, Prime movies that we actually had and everything. But basically what this film is about is about this guy who is uh, Chris, well, of course, Chris Hemsworth in it, but Pratt. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Pratt. Sorry, I always get the Chris's mixed up. One of up. the Chris's. One of the Chris's. One Thor, the other one's Star Lord. One of the Anyways. Marvel Chris's. Well, now we're getting on yeah. the schedule exactly how I wanted it. We ain't screwing up with the names. Uh, but, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, basically this takes place in two, December of 2022 with a biology teacher and former Green Beret, Dan Foster, who is played by Chris Pratt, to get a job at a uh, research center during the broadcast in the World Cup. That's when these soldiers come out and basically say, hey, look, we need to go in here and fight this war that we've been fighting, and if you don't, there's going to be no future for you or your family. So I definitely like the setup for it. I definitely thought that the special effects were really good whenever they, um, when we actually see the world tour happening, and then all of a sudden you see the people from the future come in, and then they wind up telling, explaining why they need these people, why they need to recruit other people for this draft. And basically, you have people in here that don't even, even need to be long in this draft. They're just average people fighting this in this futuristic war and everything. And even this one guy who's actually out of shape and things like that, he thought there was going to be basic training. He goes, man, I was actually looking forward to that. And there was no basic training at all. Basically, as soon as you get in there, that's it. There's no basic training. But I, what I like about this was the horrific – well, this is one of the things that I thought that was entertaining with Chris Pratt, though – when you see him getting strapped to the chair, it kind of reminds me of that total recall kind of flavor to it where he's like, wait, why are you doing this to me? Why, why are you strapping me down? I need to ask questions. No, we have your blood samples. We have everything you need here. Next thing you know it, he's in the uh, fighting the war. So it's very fast paced in the first couple of minutes of this film that I really liked about it because it didn't take a long, long time to actually set up for anything because we see him teaching inside the very first act is just him teaching biology and stuff like that. And then you have this one kid who's obsessed with volcanoes. And of course I thought to myself, this is going to play out later on because that's just pretty much every single uh, science, science fiction movie basically is, is a little foreshadowing of what's going to happen in the final act. But what did you guys think of a couple of things that I have mentioned? I, I remember when I first saw trailers for it, and I really like I really like Chris Pratt. You know, I'm a superhero fan, so I was like, oh, he's in he's Star Lord, so I automatically like you. <laughs> and and I loved him in Onward too. So when I saw him in this, I was like, ah, oh, dang, they got Chris Pratt in another awful movie. Because uh, Amazon Prime, you know, they don't have the best record when it comes to their yeah. movies. Like I was disappointed with uh, Without Remorse with Michael oh, B. Jordan. Yeah. And I love him, so I was just like, ah, oh, Chris Pratt. They're doing you dirty. But then when I actually started watching it, one thing I was really surprised about was how emotional Chris Pratt can get. Because I was I was prepared for him to act like Chris Pratt the whole movie. I'm like, hey, this is a super serious situation, but I'm going to be Chris Pratt. Like, no, he was he had some death to him. I yeah. It, it got it got my got my art my eyes swelling a little bit, especially scenes with his daughter. I'm like, they were so adorable together. And I was just like, okay, okay, Chris, I see you. It's, oh, I loved it. He was he was an enjoyable character to me. Yeah. Um. Um. I didn't care for the trailer. I was very like when I first saw the trailer for this, I was like, I was not impressed. I mean, all I mean, our trailer reactions. I was not impressed with this. And I was like. Oh, they're going to force the comedy. The action looks cool, but I think the comedy is going to be forced. So I went into this like, oh, okay. I think I'm like still watching it, but I was really impressed of how better this one was. But I, because after I, when you watch our review for Without Remorse, I kind of was like kind of liking Without Remorse. But after that review, the more I keep thinking about it, the more it kind of sucked. 
Like I and I kept <laughs> I kept making so many references to a man apart, which is a Vin Diesel movie of the uh, uh, like kind of had a similar idea. A man apart, which is not a great movie, is a ten times better than Without Remorse. And I was bummed too because I loved the writer that wrote Without Remorse, uh, Taylor Sheridan. I'm a huge fan of him because he he knows how to write some movies. But Without Remorse was now come to think it was crap. So that was an Amazon Prime movie that. And I think the other issue is Amazon Prime's quality in terms of video quality isn't that great, too. So I was really concerned with this one being a big budget. But no, this one, like I said, I was really impressed of how well, I mean, how decent this one was. It's entertaining. Um, and then, like, the visuals still looked good. I mean, those monsters mm -hmm. looked creepy. But, I mean, I like Chris Pratt in it, and he was a likable character. This movie had likable characters, which is a big part of a movie. If you want to have somebody attached to somebody, it needs to make them likable. And and I, I thought Chris Pratt was great, and I thought the actress that played uh, the uh, his commander in chief, which we'll get into the plot details later on, but I thought she was great. Then again, I'm a, I'm a huge I was a huge fan of her because she was in one of my favorite shows of all time. She was in, she played Sarah Walker and Chuck. I loved Chuck. That okay. was, yeah. So oh, wow. I, I was a huge a Chuck Bartowski fan. That show was great on NBC. But she was great in that show, so it's nice seeing her get back. It gets more actiony kind of roles, which is nice to see. But no, I thought like the the opening was like, is it was like, there's no comedy. Like you definitely like I agree, Alex. Like you see it, Chris Pratt. Like when he didn't get the job, just how depressed he is, and his daughter being the one. I'm like trying to like cheer him up, but I mean, I thought the daughter was great. Um, mm -hmm. But but mm -hmm. it just showed the death of how sad he was, and and. He's actually scared of the situation about like, honey, I'm not going to get drafted. It's going to be okay. And then he gets drafted while while he's at while he's at school. But the kid talking about volcanoes, he was that one of the highlights right. of that movie because he was hysterical. He was like, all right, what do you want to talk about volcanoes? And I was like, I didn't pick up. But I was like, okay, volcanoes are going to happen later on. And then so later in the movie, I'm like, okay. Now they're going to the volcano expert, which is a kid. I'm like, man, I hope they paid him well. <laughs> because he get, he saved the world. He saved the world, man. Here's a yeah. PhD. You're good. Yeah. But that 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 scene in it, it was intense. Like you kind of feel bad for Chris Pratt and hate the government again, because that just makes you feel hate them because they're forcing these people to go in and them themselves are not doing it because they're wussies. They're and selfish. If you think about selfish. it, and then when mm -hmm. when when it all goes to hell, they they're blaming they're bl putting the blame on the people they're actually defending you. And when it all goes well, they take credit for something they they, they didn't do jack shit about. No, yeah, no. And you know that's another thing too. These future people from the future are very selfish. We're fighting their war for them, yeah. and they're not even d doing anything for us. It's no. like okay, here's a gun. Good luck. If yeah. you get if you survive, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, pretty it, much it's playing Call of Duty without going through the whole entire tutorial setup. <laughs> Man, come on, we have eight year olds that play Call of Duty. Of course right. they're gonna do they're gonna, they're just, they just want to shoot something. I would know. I play Call of Duty like a lot. And <laughs> hearing the kids play on that Call of Duty without tutorials, like, oh yeah, we <laughs> it's like I have to mute them because it's annoying. <laughs> right, it really is. But you know what though? Uh, um but here's the thing, though. I really like J.K. Simmons in this film, though, too, as his dad. And you don't understand why Chris Pratt doesn't like his dad or anything like that. He said, oh, this is from your dad. He just throws the Christmas card away inside the thing. And then we find out finding out later on why he has beef with his dad and everything. And then once he actually has that thing on his arm, he goes over to his dad to try and get it off. And everything too just and he starts talking to him about it and he goes well there's nothing i can do about it and then he goes well let me try this he pour he ends up taking a bottle of whiskey and just trying to pour, he goes no that didn't work and he goes and he thought he was actually wearing a wire though because of all the questions that chris pratt was asking him he goes are you wearing a wire just no sopranos i'm not wearing this i'm not wearing a wire and everything. So I thought the comedic timing with that part was very good. But like you mentioned, though, Alex, here's the thing: I really love the emotional depth to him because to this uh, character, though, that Chris Pratt has actually brought because of something new that we haven't seen from him mm. at all. And also, too, it made us care about his daughter even more. Yeah. And everything. So that's another thing I really liked. But you know, then like I said before, once we actually get into the whole entire thing where 
he, they're all strapped in, and then, of course, they're picking everybody up by each individual person who, who's going to jump first. And then we are actually introduced to this other badass guy who's just taking souvenirs without even giving you a reason why he's taking souvenirs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the, um... That was cool. I wish with him than he was, because they, you know, battle with the white spy. I was like, oh, cool. I was going to the rest of the movie. He's like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> and you don't see him until then. I wanted to see more of him. And I did. I wanted to see a lot less of the the one, the Chuck guy the, that kept talking. Oh, what, Sam Richardson? Sam Richardson, yeah. thank you. I was like, ah, yeah, shut up. Yeah, I hated <laughs> you already. And I was like, I hope you get got by the aliens. I, I don't want this. <laughs> Um, but no, I thought the whole jump sequence was like intense. Like it, they, I think that was the only like problem was like the the the, the picture quality of it was weird. It was like too reddish, orangey, kind of like the sunrise. So it was really hard to see that. So I mean, I don't know if that was that was Amazon Prime's problem or that was really the visual problem because that was kind of hard to see. Um, because I think that's actually how the movie opened them like you see chris pratt randomly in the in the in the in the in the pool getting up and that's when it go it cuts back to the present day so that i thought that was an interesting opening but i mean i think that that was the only gripe really i had with so far i could think of was the visual for that portion was hard to see mm -hmm. um but you can feel the like this the the brutality of it of them like because the government screwed up. Oh man, yeah. we, things are at. So we got we sent you to the wrong location. While we killed most of our people. Really? Come on! Like like people are getting like like falling on the side of a railing, oh, and, like, yeah. like like getting hurt, and then losing half your team. And then luckily, luckily Chris Pratt landed in the pool. Because if you didn't land in the pool, <laughs> you're instant red sauce. Like seriously. Like, oh, is that how 70% of the people they send out die? They just drop them in the wrong spot. Probably. <laughs> the aliens are killing. Probably. Plot twist. We're at killing ourselves. The aliens are just chilling there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I mean, but what? And then, and then once Chris Pratt takes command, and it, 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 that's where you just see that his true character. He's a people person. He cares. Like. He, he, he's the one that helped, like, and that's why everybody's ripping on it. Like, it's like, hey, man, you need to start thinking about yourself and start stop thinking about other people with you. And then Chris Pratt's like, dude, shut the up. I'm going to, I, I, I was a military guy and I had a team. It's a team effort, not just yeah. me versus the world. And that's why he's trying to, and it was kind of nice to see the one of the other girls, even though she's not in it that long, was uh, Chloe from the 24 series. It was nice seeing her in this one briefly. Um, I wanted to see her her kind of do a little more, but the way the two of them went out was pretty heroic, which was cool. Yep. But, um, yeah. but that, that, that whole sequence of like when, when uh, uh, Dan took over command of the team and, and that, and he's speaking to the, uh, the, the second in command in the far distance uh, um, played by Evona. I, I can't pronounce her last name. I'm sorry, but um, the second in command wants you to find the vials and stuff. And, um, that that's when the action starts, and yeah, that that whole sequence was intense. It definitely was, especially the part where he, we actually have a look up at what these alien-like beings are—the white spikes mm -hmm. on how they look. It has like an alien kind of feel to it, mixed in with probably something from the Quiet Place and stuff like that too. I know that a lot of people probably said that or whatever, but that's actually what it looks like. It's a perfect plan of that. And the CGI looked fantastic for that scene. Whenever yeah. it's just looking up, and then you see, all of a sudden you wind up having goosebumps on your on your arm because you're like, okay, are, are these people going to make it? What's going to happen? Because you have this alien-like being that's going to be attacking them soon and everything, and also to them shooting up the spikes and everything. I was not expecting it on that kind of level where mm -hmm. basically you hit the way that these spikes actually hit you, you go flying. Because how fast the impact actually is, but uh, what did you think though, Alex? Uh, that scene where it, when it like first turns its head to look at them, I didn't think that was CGI. I thought that was an animatronic, and I'm like, oh, they're going to Jurassic Park out without because I was just like, oh gosh, that, that's terrifying. And what was really scary for me is when we were shooting at them and they had that shield up from their head, and I was like. 
oh, that's no wonder everyone's dying. I got bullet shield, <laughs> bullet shields, and I'm like that would have been nice for the future people to inform them about, like, hey, they have bullet shields on their head. Don't you know waste ammo. They those these were coolest aliens I've seen in a while. Like they were legit and they were jacking everyone up. That in that o- whole opening part. I like the survival horror aspect of it. It was very quiet. Um toward like towards the end of the movie it gets more just like waves on waves of alien. I didn't feel the same terror that I felt in the beginning right. like that, but it, they were awesome. I love them. What about you, Charlie? Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I thought the the aliens actually you actually fear for the team, and these things looked legit. They didn't look like wonky because I've seen some wonky alien looking creatures when they do it, when they do it wrong. This one actually they did it right, and like and this like this the the effects. Somebody getting shot with the uh, with the spike and they go flying. It's like Django and Chain, like kind of like physics right there like one bullet sends you flying like down the hallway (laughs) (laughs) and that's actually something i wasn't expecting to be honest with you on how hard that impact actually is and then also too whenever they're in that stairwell once they finds the vial and everything and he said hey look i had the vial well you need to protect it at all costs it because your life is depending on it and then you wind up seeing one of his team getting taken by these alien beings. And then Chris Pratt just goes on ahead, gets out a, a fire axe and starts going after it and everything to try and save his team and everything. But of course, you know, he, that person winds up dying, but still he wants to be the hero. He wants to have his whole team there because he's not looking at it from one person's perspe- perspective. He's looking at it as a team perspective, a survival perspective and everything versus how the people from the future actually wants him to act. Yeah, and I love how he actually just goes ham on the uh, alien though with the axe, and then next thing you know, you see the other the other people come in and everything, and then they start shooting at the alien and stuff like that. And then of course he goes, "Look, you cannot go on ahead and go for certain limbs. There's actually weak points. The chest and the head are the two weak points that you need to go at, not all the other areas." And so once Chris got uh, wing of that, he started using that to his advantage a little bit more. But that whole entire chase sequence of them coming out, and then all of a sudden you see these white spikes coming into the city. It's like, oh shit! There's a lot more to this than yeah. just these inside the building. There's a yeah. whole mm-hmm. nest of them that's coming in there, and it makes you even more scared for them Plus and everything the airstrike. else. Plus the airstrike that's going right. to bomb the area, and they're like, "We're going to go one way. You know, one area is blocked, and that's what they're and then they're telling the commanders like." We, uh, you guys need to go. And like, it, I mean, that whole sequence is so intense. Of, are they gonna be able to get out of there? And then I think, and then what? And then like, when one of the guys gets hurt, and then that's when, yeah, that's when the two of them like, like sacrifice themselves. Like, guys, you guys got to go ahead. So they're taking, they're trying to take out as many of the uh, the white spikes as possible while an airstrike, epic explosion hits. And I want this explosion to make uh, Michael Bay I'm like, damn it, I wish I could do something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but still um go, uh, is there any other thoughts that you want to add to that though alex um, the only thing I'm, I'm, i might bump it ahead a little bit about it the defense of the aliens i wish they made the female alien or their, their queen it was I, I wish they made her a little bit more different because uh, i couldn't quite tell oh just another one. I'm just slightly mm. bigger, you know. Kind of like in the Alien movie, no queen. There's a big difference between the queens and the queen male. And this was just like she was just slightly larger. I'm like, oh, if they could have made a different or even bigger, much been there. Like I think it would have been made them perfect for whole race yeah. as a. As a I definitely have to agree with you on that, though, in a sense, because, you know, it did look like all of them were basically the same. But then I started going into it a little bit more whenever he goes into the hole, when Chris Pratt goes into the hole later mm-hmm. on. I could see a little bit of a difference, though, on the size of the head and the shape of the alien body to tell that's actually the queen of the alien. But that's just me because mm-hmm. I actually I paused it for a minute because I was like, OK, am I mixed up here? 
and everything. Yeah. But then I saw the size of it, and also two seeing the struggle with the with that type of alien versus the struggle that they have with the other ones. I'm like, okay, this is the queen versus yeah. the other ones that, the, that she has. So I was actually believing in that part and everything because of the size and also, too, because of the fact of the struggle that they had with her. But, of course, you mm -hmm. know, after we wind up seeing that, after the explosion, Chris Pratt wakes up, and that, next thing you know, it, his commanding officer um, it is basically telling him, hey, look, you need to come with me uh, so that way we can see about the vitals and everything. And then that's, of course, when we wind up finding out that they're actually that that's actually his daughter later on in the future and everything wait, and wait. yeah because at first i'm like wait 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 i had i remember having to rewind that i'm like did i just hear hear what i think i just heard <laughs> but i really like that aspect of now he has another reason to fight in this war his other his daughter now into the future is now depending on him just like how the daughter of the past is trying to depend on him though too yeah. so now you have two conflicts going together where it's like okay this is no longer about me trying to prevent yeah. this war now it's me having to fight for my daughter on this level yeah. and everything that was a great twist i really i didn't see that one coming and i was like pleasant and then so the the war the people that are actually fight volunteering or not forced to volunteer they're only there for seven days so i just wanted to bring that up so chris pratt's only got so many so much time left in the future before he's going back to his present day so there's a little of that so there's that that's there's a lot of that that's why i think on his bracelet if they destroy the bracelet he cannot get back um so that's why how vile the, the bracelet is to the friend that travel back but yeah i thought that was like a, the, i mean like before he meets up with the commander, the one guy, the one that collects souvenirs, he's like, he's just trashing on Chris Pratt. It's like, you should have left your team there. I lost a bunch of my men too. I'm like, wow, I didn't know that guy cared. Because seriously, you did. You just took souvenirs. Like you just, you're just doing it just for the sake of fighting, not for the sake of survival. Mm -hmm. Like, and and I mean, that, that's why I kind of didn't care for his character that much until maybe the end. But it's just. Like, I mean, I just like that's why I liked Chris Pratt so much. And I, I kind of like Sam Richardson because I'm rooting for him. You know, he's he's in a piece, he's, he's a, a normal guy that's put in a not so normal position. And I kind of wanted him to survive. So the two of them got separated. They go, they're, they're going somewhere else, so like another deployment while Chris Pratt is staying with his daughter. Um, but I agree, John. Once I heard that, I'm like, wait, what? And that's when you, that's when you find out it's his daughter. And then, um, I just, just a lot of moments before, like when all the mayhem has stopped, this, the, between the two of them, like you definitely see the chemistry between the two of them. Cause yep. he really cares about his daughter. And when, and then which, mm -hmm. and this her telling the situation of how Chris Pratt dies. Cause he was always wanting, wait, wait, wait a minute. When, how do I die? When do I die? Like, cause like, that's what the, uh, the douchey government people or sign or whatever too told him before you die and like at the in this year I'm like wait he's like wait what and they're not telling him jack anything i'm like hey you're forcing him to do this war it's called communication it's a two-way street you, uh, you might be able to win that war a little bit or maybe like bring so many more people home if you actually communicate it well well, if not, that's that's on you. That's your it's your bad. Too bad. But Chris Pratt deserves everything because he went to war for you guys. He was a mm. green beret, and yet you're treating him like scum. Like, come on. But no. Um. But it is 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 very. It was a really like 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 Chris Pratt like and then like and then um Yvonne, um his daughter was they're great in this movie. Like the two of them like they definitely had chemistry. But you felt the emotion when her describing about seeing. The last image of her, like she saw of Chris Pratt as an adult was him on in the ICU trying to get resuscitated, mm. and that hit really close to home for me. Yeah, definitely. I also really like how the relationship between him and his future daughter, mm. the relationship between him and his dad, like come comes full circle because he hated yeah. his dad for the same mm -hmm. reason that his daughter hated him. Yeah. In, the future. So in a way, he kind of see, oh, well, I was going through the same stuff that my dad was going through. Maybe, you know, I want my daughter to forgive me. So I want her forgiveness. Maybe I can start doing mm -hmm. the same for my dad. I really like that part because I was, I was like, oh, my. that around that scene when he was talking about that with his father, I was like, okay, Pratt, you 
there's mm-hmm. more to you than meets the eye. It was beautiful to me. I love that part. You see, I didn't think about that, to be honest with you, where the daughter's hating on him the same way that he hates his father because he walked because his father walked out on him. Mm-hmm. And now she's so that's actually a good call, uh, Alex. I didn't think about that, to be honest with you. I, I definitely love that struggle even more now that you mentioned it and everything, too. And it also talks about the consequences of his actions and everything, too, and making him like, really, I did that. There's no way I would do that. There's no way I would leave you. And the emotion that he brought to that whole entire line, I would never do that to you. I love you. There's no way I would do that to you and everything. Mm-hmm. And just the pain and the emotion of knowing that he walked out on his daughter and mm-hmm. seeing her being an adult now. And she recruited him because she knew that he was the best, not because he was father. That was her father. But because mm-hmm. he, she knew that he could get the job done, and that's what she tells him. I did not recruit you because of the fact that you're my father. I recruited you because of the fact that you can get this job done, and I'm counting on you to get this job done. So that mm-hmm. way we can get this, the vitals in. You're right. So next thing you know, it they wind up going where the queen alien is and everything. They do this whole entire drop where basically this alien is living in this hole and everything, and basically... They're, the other, the whole entire scientific team, the scientist team, is having a hard time trying to take this alien down and everything. And she's trying to protect her father, but really, you know, Dan is trying to protect her. So they're both trying to protect each other. So, yeah. <laughs> so I definitely like the father and uh, daughter dynamic between them. And so finally, he realizes that his daughter's having trouble. So he goes down there, starts shooting all the other. Uh, white spikes and everything too because they're coming at at her at them inside that hole and so he's shooting as he's gliding down off that rope you're seeing him take down all these others and i i really like the action sequence within that and then also too then you see uh dan he goes on ahead he's trying to help her out she goes what the hell are you doing i'm trying to help you because i don't need your help well he winds up making the alien stab herself with her own spike to in order to weaken her and then they shoved her into the cage and mm-hmm. then after that you there's even more of a struggle because of the fact that number one she's still trying to tear that cage apart no, then you also have these white spikes that are coming in right so I, and also too i loved how these white stripes uh the spikes can actually jump so high trying to take out these uh helicopter carriers i know that you wanted to say something alex so i'm sorry about that uh, no, good. I, I was just saying, like, didn't they glide too towards the they, like playing it? Am I tripping? They might have. It's been a while yeah, since I, I, I remember. I remember seeing that for a split second. I was like, did they just fly and just start kicking out? I'm like, oh, everyone's dead. Fly. <laughs> that, that was that was an intense scene. I loved it. I did too. It just shows the intensity of it. Like, and it, like it, like this movie did a good job of like when they had dealing with multiple tones and genres all at once like we had the horror aspect which was great you had the drama aspect and now now you have the flat out like crazy batshit action and that scene when chris pratt riding down the uh the helicopter like that just shooting like he's channeling his inner like he's channeling his inner stallone or somebody like that and it's like <laughs> and it's kind of cool to see chris pratt actually have that range which is kind of cool Instead of actually him thinking with his head and, and actually going to, with the plan, not thinking, hey, like not not pulling a Star Lord from Infinity Wars and like thinking about like and felt like ruining the plan because he because he was in love with Gamora. <laughs> so he's actually thinking with his head this time instead of thinking somewhere else. But <laughs> so actually, it's nice to see him actually follow a plan and everybody's not bashing him for it, like like call, giving him death threats for what Star Lord did. I'm like, man. People are taking this too seriously, <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, I thought that sequence was great. And then them escaping on the the tank, where you see in uh, his daughter, like the daughter's a badass. Like, I mean, there's mm-hmm. no denying that the daughter's a badass. Like her that her ch- Chandler and her Stallone on the uh, the turret, like taking out the uh, the white that white spikes while they're trying to escape with the queen. I mean, I thought that was a really cool. I mean, the the effects were really there. You definitely can tell they're CGI. But not it's not it's not CGI where it's like oh it's gonna ruin the whole scene it's 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 it, it blended in well 
like the CGI for a purpose. For a purpose, yeah. Like you can tell when it's bad CGI, it's bad CGI, and there's no, there's no, there's no, there's no getting past that. That ruins the whole scene. This CGI wasn't bad. It fit the purpose for it because there's no way they can do this realistically. Absolutely no way. That's why that's the that's the per, that's the power of CGI. Like to do something that you can't do and and realistically. Does it take away from the experience a little bit? Sure. But this one, it didn't. And and that, and that, that's obviously, that means it's good CGI. Oh, yeah. um, anything else you want to mention there, Alex, on that sequence? No, that pretty much covered it. All uh, right. Um, was, yeah. Good. And then, um, so after they got... The vo- they got the queen. They're they're at the this new base, and it's actually visually it was a really cool looking base on the ocean. Like I just narrowed deep down, something bad's gonna happen in this base because that's because like, it's like because because it's a sci-fi movie because always something bad happens on a base. <laughs> I'm getting fine battle vibes here. Um, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, the base gets um that. So anyway, like while uh, while Dan's like like trying to like. He's trying to re- rebuild the relationship between him and his future daughter, an adult daughter. Um, like you can definitely tell Chris Pratt's character is trying, and he's like, he's like, I'm not leaving you. Like, in seven days, you're gone, and you go, and then like, because I'm gonna have to give you the vial, and you're, in, and then I need you to come out. And he goes, once I do that, I'm coming back. Like, I am not leaving my daughter, and that 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 shows you how much he cares for her. Like, he's not gonna mm-hmm. leave her again, and that's what I that's what I really liked about his character. He's not. He doesn't come off as a dick. That's a, that's a good thing. That's what I like. That's like you said. That's why I appreciate his character so much. He's like, I care about you. I want to come back for you. I want to help you figure out a reason why this why this alien is actually having a hard time dying. Why is it immune to everything? Even though they don't explain why they're immune to every single thing that they that they're trying to hit it with. I have some speculation as to maybe number one. Uh, it was frozen underneath uh, the fact of a volcano, and it was also frozen, and they were thawing out. So, therefore, maybe the immunity is a lot more higher. But that's just me speculating on it. But what did you guys think? I, I thought the part was was weird because they, they they said that the males would die easily from this toxin they're developing, but like the female would. Uh, I was just confused. I was like, okay, why are we using toxin on the male still? You know, if they die so easy from it, it's dwindling down to manageable numbers. Like, I'd rather deal with one or two queens. We just know of the one queen uh, and thousands of the males. Too. Like, I understand they wanted to get them all in one shot, but it was like, easy for yourself. That, that part was interesting for me. Um, I didn't really have any theories. I was just watching it for what it was. I didn't really okay. pick up on anything. It, it kind of because if I like, go into the conspiracy theories, it kind of like if it didn't go around, I probably would have loosened my effect for it or my uh, my my enjoyment for it. Like I didn't really think of anything. I was just I was just mainly well, I was watching it for watching, so I didn't pick up on anything on the like the the on my first viewing of this. Um, that's the only viewing I've seen of it. Um, but I didn't pick up on anything about the, like, didn't think about that and think about why they didn't work. Like, um, I was just watching it for watching it. Um, so I didn't have any theories on it. <laughs> All right. So another thing though, too, is I'm finally, after working on the vial and everything else, they finally figured a way to go ahead and kill the species and everything. But uh, of course the queen winds up waking up and then they're also on this oil tanker though, too. That's also another thing that we forgot to mention that the Dominican Republic, everything too. So they're actually on that oil rig. In the middle of the water. They're in in a huge oceany area. Like I mentioned it was in an ocean area like earlier on. Um, And of course, you know, it's a sci-fi movie. The base was always going to get overrun. Like, like them capturing the queen. That was kind of like era. They kind of realized, damn, that's this is too easy. Why'd she give up that? Like, she was fighting, but she was doing it because they they obviously had a tracker in her or some some sort of way. The aliens were able to figure out where she was, and one behold, this, the the whites the white spikes they all show up at the base and they overrun it. 
Right. Because of course, mm-hmm. nothing can be uh, easy. <laughs> I, I agree. Uh, to me, that was the most intense thing to actually see. Then, of course, you know, Chris Pratt and that Dan is over there watching his daughter six and everything with uh, basically their backs are up against each other and trying to uh, take down these white spikes. And I and here's the thing. You can actually tell, though, that she knows that she's going to die. She, For some reason or another, you can tell in her facial expressions. It's like, look, Dad, I know that I'm in my past and everything, I'm still alive. But over here in this universe, I'm going to die. And there's nothing they can do to prevent that. And that's what it, what the emo- pain and the emotion I saw in her eyes. Because look, yeah. you're gonna have to let me go. I can't let you go. You're my daughter. I can't. And yeah. that pain. Once again, Alex, the pain and the emotion with that was just spot mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I'm, uh, I, I'll, I'll blind. I said a tear came out. Was just as soon as I saw that spit, I was like, I knew I knew she was I knew she was gonna go, but it was just like. My eyes are like, no, start crying. It's that. <laughs> I was like, at least a little girl. Back in time. <laughs> I actually didn't think she was gonna die. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't have any inclination about who was gonna live, who was gonna die. I was like, I want. I was hoping she was gonna survive, but it was. It was really. It's kind of like, kind of like. It was that was a really sad moment when when Chris Pratt had to let her go, like. He, he he let her. He had to let her go because he know in order for him to like him to save the future, he had like, and oh like hit like it. His time was up, so he had to get to a specific location to get to transport back to the present. So so that that that's that's what made the scene so intense. Not only is he trying to protect his daughter, but hold on to the vials and stay alive to get back to the present, so he can like so they can manufacture something. But that 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 scene was intense, and it was it was really sad to see him witness his daughter, his future daughter, adult daughter, dying right in front of his eyes. And there's not a thing he could have done that's to save her. And that was that that that's that's why it's just it's it, that scene is just so it, it, it's so it's emotional and it works well because the two characters care for each other. It was like if we did a reversal, like I'm just gonna throw the notebook because I can. If it was Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling, Gosling would just let her die easily. <laughs> like, easily. The two of them didn't care for each other. I said what I said. If you want, listen to our review for The Notebook. Because there's reasons why I go off on that. But, yeah. If it was two any char- other two characters that, or if it was Leo and Kate Winslet, Kate Winslet would have let Leo die. Again. For no reason. <laughs> I can't save you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It, like, it, 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 it is worse. There's nothing I could have done. Like, oh, I'm sorry. There's enough. There's enough piece of wood for you to survive on. But I gotta care about myself because I gotta care. So I'm gonna let you drown. No, like, if I never walked, else, Jack. Bye. Why? 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 That picture yeah. of me looked awful. Get off. Right. Yeah. Pretty much, like, like. Remember when me when I get fat and old? Okay, bye. <laughs> Whatever. But if there's anybody else, I don't think that scene was would have worked because if they if the person didn't really care for each other, that. Um. But no, like those are the two examples I can think of pretty vividly that I know that they would um they would take themselves over that. I'm like, okay, sorry, I can't save you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um. But yeah, I definitely have to agree with you. The pain and the emotion on that, and then of course him waking up, and he's actually holding onto the vitals. No, he, he's like, no, I can't. I have to take this to the main person. And then they're like, well, I have some bad news. What? Um, those vitals are no longer needed anymore. We're not. We can't even do time jump at all. Our, our whole entire computer system's down. So thank you for trying, though. Yeah, that's the government's and- <laughs> well, because the base got overrun. Like they're 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 the, the area where they tell make like they're able to, to teleport them from one world to another. That place got destroyed by the white like white by the white spikes. So that one you feel you, you kind of like okay, you can't blame the government on this one, but I don't care. I'm blaming you anyway because like because you did the you <laughs> because your stupidity and your lack of training, your lack of communication. You weren't preparing these people that you're 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 like you're just that. And I'm like I'm surprised you like like the stock market for body bags didn't go up because 
You're like, cause you're, you're making money over people's deaths. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, then, <laughs> it's the truth. I think you broke Alex. <laughs> yeah, I'm just picturing, I'm just picturing a guy at a body bag store. It's just like, you know, it, like I'm feeding my family, but sometimes it's depressing being in business. <laughs> Oh, must be the holidays. That's where I'm going. <laughs> well, happy holidays, sir. Here you go. Hey. I'm this sorry. Is a good I mean, it's, it's kind of the true. Kids for me. I mean, that's essentially the government set them to fail. I mean, that, that, I mean it's right. state the obvious. Exactly. And then, you know, Dan is not taking no for an answer. So, what does he do? He starts researching about Russia, about when the ice is going to melt and stuff like that. And he goes, and then I like how Charlie just looked at him and also the other crew member. He's like, do you know anyone that specializes in volcanoes? Yes, I know the person. And then the kid goes, says this. He goes, I've been waiting for this for my whole entire life. Like he's yeah. been listening to Phil Collins in the air tonight. And he knew that this was the yeah. right time for him to come out. <laughs> so... Before we get to that part, I, I kind of like how Chris Pratt was able to do is like when um, him back with his family and this how he spends the night in his in his daughter's room. Mm -hmm. This just can't stop. And then oh, his yeah. wife, okay. um, his wife was the one that I, was like, that's when Chris Pratt was telling her the story of what really happened about. I saw our daughter in the future and, she, and I watched her die right in front of me. And then that's when the mom, the the wife is telling him about like. She's pretty smart too. I mean, I, I mean, I gotta correct because I'm not a huge fan of because the other some of the roles she's been in. I think her name is Betty uh, Gilpin. Um, some of the stuff I've seen her in, she, I didn't really care for her character. I actually kind of liked her in this one because she was more the, she's right there to help out Chris Pratt and like give him like the like and she's figuring out where did these guys originate at like where was the like like she's nailing facts and that's what leads him to go to. Uh, go to Charlie. He's work at as I'm sorry, some sort of like science uh, area, like data center, and that's how they. That's and so that's what helped Chris Pratt get on the get on that route to the Russians and ice and all that stuff. Right, and then they go into the whole entire computer generation where it's like, okay, so show me what it's like in 2023. 20, show me when it's like this, and then show me what it's like now. And then, of course, that's when we find out that these aliens are actually amongst us in 2022, and they can go on ahead and kill them before that part of the future happens, and there's a chance for him to save his daughter and everything. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's when they go on ahead and J.K. Simmons, they call up J.K. Simmons and everything. They go rogue. They go, go rogue. Because the government doesn't believe them. Right. Of course! And, and the government goes, no, that mention's over with uh, and everything. We're not wasting your time anytime. Right. Of course. <laughs> so now it's up to them to go ahead and go to Russia to this yeah. ice glacier pretty much in the snowstorm to try and look for this alien. And I like how they track it and stuff like that too, with the magnet magnets and stuff like mm -hmm. that to indicate that there's like an alien ship underneath it. So I definitely love that. Um, but I'm going to let Alex talk a little bit though, too. So the way he can get his points out on the stuff that he liked about a couple of the scenes that we talked about. Yeah. I, that, that, that whole scene where he's like just trying to pin the location of the aliens. That was very exciting. Uh, at this point, I was starting to realize, like, oh, wow, this movie is actually pretty long. Because I thought it was over by the time he got back with the vials. I was like, oh, that's the end of the movie. And it's like, no, we need to find him. I'm like, oh, okay. Let's go. <laughs> I just felt like I was on a roller coaster. And they were like, hey, there's no one else in line. You want to go again? I'm like, okay. It just, <laughs> took off. it just took off. And I thought it was funny how uh, Dan always knew a guy. Like, hey, we need this type of person. He's like. I know and we need someone to fly a plane. I know again. So I was like, that's, that's pretty convenient. But the whole trek to them, like finding the aliens and then actually getting into that spaceship, I thought that was really cool. And I liked how they teased a little, like a possibility of a sequel is like, Oh, these aren't the aliens that were under attack by like, when they found the corpses of other aliens. So I was like, Ooh, were they brought here on purpose? Was it an accident? You know, all these questions popped up. 
I, that I was like, okay, the goosebumps I got from like the beginning of the movie when they first met the white spikes, that, that was starting to come back when they're going through the corridors and then they see all the unhatched white spikes, the thousands of them. I was like, no, they're going <laughs> to die earlier now. <laughs> it has that very uh, alien quality to that though, to be honest with you, especially when they land in that bunker and everything too. And also too, whenever they said the, I thought it was like other aliens, basically from an, basically what they're doing is they don't mean to land here. I'm thinking that they were probably at war with another planet and therefore that's how they came down. It just mm -hmm. so happens to be that it froze. So I'm thinking on that line, but if that's the route that they're going to take, I'm all for it for a sequel on that. If they go on ahead and go down that route, but you know, I definitely like the whole entire alien type of vibe to it because then you see this clear orange kind of flavor to it where you have these aliens in their cocoon and now they have to try to inject the needles into them and everything. I've, I was scared out of my mind. I'm not going to lie. I was like on the edge of my seat on that part because I'm like, okay, what's going to, what's going to be the cause and the effect of this for them killing them? Because you know, what's going to alert all the others mm -hmm. and everything too. So there's that danger part of that aspect and everything and then of course you also have charlie that's up there with jk simmons doing the sniping with him and things like that and i thought that was really good and also jk simmons looks at him and goes you mean to tell me you served he goes yeah i did <laughs> but you know i just thought the comedic timing between jk simmons and charlie was really good um but even whenever the part where he goes okay conspiracy uh santa <laughs> that was my favorite one <laughs> They had good chemistry. I yeah. was like, I'm I'm for this. Me too. Um, I don't want for the sequel. I don't want them to do the like the, the trope. Like, okay, like the aliens, they're gone. Let's build a town on top of them. Like, I don't want them to go the whole aliens route. Like, oh, okay, there's a ship, but there's a bunch of aliens here. We're gonna build a town on top of this, and that and that's why they have multiple of them. So, because we saw the ship blow up. We didn't necessarily see if all of them blew up or not because it's not necessarily fire that kills them or I don't know. I mean, there's so much we we all we saw was after one ship, pretty much one yeah. ship. So again, I don't know how they'll do it. Like I mean, that can be the sequel, but I don't I don't see how they're gonna do it if they're calling it to Tomorrow War Two if they can't go back into the future because his daughter is dead. And that's why I was like, when during our news segment last week, like or last week or on Friday, we did John about how, like you said, the whole cast is coming back, and I'm like, I don't see how, because most of them are dead. The only ones Unless, are Chris Pratt's family, Chris Pratt, Charlie, and J.K. Simmons. They're really the only ones left alive. Because yeah. yeah, everybody else is dead, and it's like, and we definitely saw his adult daughter die. I don't know how, I, unless this, th this version of the future that they fixed and that's changed how she still exists. Again, I don't know. It's just too sci-fi for me to think about the conspiracy. <laughs> I love it though. I've, yeah. I, I, stuff can't, I can't do that. I, I just me all like, you know how I'm like really geeky when it comes down to Cobra Kai with the conspiracy lines um, and stuff like that. With the with that meme, I'm like that whenever it comes down to yeah. sci-fi and everything too, because I'll go on ahead and say, okay, this line is connected, this line, this line, and before you know it, I have a bunch of red lines with photos on it. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> I, did think, I did like the kill. Uh, I think, like I said, I think that's what I think. I know this is this scene would have had a huge pop in a theater. Was the scene when Charlie took out the chainsaw? <laughs> And he killed no. that aliens like that, and the guts and all over him. Like his first kill, they said, "Are you gonna kill somebody today? Like kill an alien today?" And he, he doesn't use a gun, um, but he uses a, 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 a bone saw cutter or whatever to kill the yep. alien. Um, which we that, wish that I, we could have actually seen that in uh, War of the Dead, or that on um, Zack Snyder film that we reviewed. Oh yeah, do, yeah, oh yeah. Like we, that bone saw like, looked like the same one. <laughs> that, that that one should have been used more in in Army of the Dead. Right. That one was like the coolest weapon ever. And you don't this, use it. This chainsaw here is going to be used to open a door. Door. Yeah. Oh. And you, and you, just, you see him use it once in the very montage opening. Like right. that was so depressing. Not see that weapon used. 
Um, that was that was a that was one of the downers in <laughs> for Army of the Dead. Um, then again, but for I, this I though, it worked it. perfect though. To be honest, and this one it worked because he actually used the damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. I I got more respect for his character after that. I was like, okay, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah, because remember, he also said he hid, like uh, because because yeah. because I can't do this war because I hid. So therefore, I'm a coward and everything. But then, you know, he winds up redeeming himself with that kill. Because if he didn't do that, J.K. Simmons would have died. Because that yeah. alien was getting ready to rip through him. And I thought for sure J.K. Simmons was going to be a goner right then and there. Because yeah. that's usually the cliche thing of something yeah. happening, right? Where we wind up seeing a character doing something stupid that he shouldn't be doing, not paying attention. Next mm -hmm. thing you know, it, it goes after the main person that's the sniper. And that's yeah. usually what happens, but it didn't happen this go around, which I was really no. happy they didn't go down that cliche rabbit hole. No. And then at that point, though, too, you see the other guy who we winded up seeing taking souvenirs, and he winds up sacrificing himself and everything, so that way no more of the white spikes would actually come after him. Mm -hmm. Blows himself up while Chris Pratt, Dan, is running out of the ship, and then at the same time, here comes the... Uh, Main big bad queen alien that we had before, and she gives them hell. I'm not gonna lie, oh, yeah. like, I'm like, Dan is shooting this thing with everything he has, and it's not dying. It's like that final boss that you have in a video game where it just won't die. And yes, I'm talking about Evil Within 2, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but what about dying. you guys? <laughs> right, exactly. I gotta go to work. Die. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what Chris Pratt says. Die, die, I... die. And J.K. Simmons was like, I, I thought he was going to, I thought when he sacrificed himself, I thought he was going to die right then. And then Chris Pratt, like, flat out, like, spears the monster just to just distract him. Like, that was that was a cool moment for Chris no, Pratt. No, we need him for the sequel. Get away. Right. And I liked how J.K. Simmons just looks at him. So, you told him to die? He goes, he goes Yeah. Good. Is the queen dead? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I hope it's dead because I, I think he, I think he injected him with the like injected her with the the virus and then slit her throat, but and thrown off the cliff. But she she it? like she like she exploded. Yeah, she did exploded. Yeah. Okay, okay. Because that ha that's gonna happen so fast. I don't know if she died because then again, this yeah. is sci-fi until you see a body in sci-fi. Then, well. Yeah, this one, this time and everything, it disintegrated and everything, too, as she hit the snow and everything. So, oh, yeah. Okay. But still, it was terrorizing, too, because you're thinking, once again, J.K. Simmons is going to die and yeah. everything, too. But instead, it winds yeah. up being, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm happy the way it ended, to be yeah, honest yeah, with you. Um, and the two I and a half hours, I didn't really feel it until, like Alex said, whenever he, Chris has the vitals mm -hmm. in, the, in his hand still. I'm like, okay, so we're gonna continue to do this. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I think know? it was um a lot less time than that. Um, I think it was only it was two hours and twenty. It was like two minutes. hours and twelve minutes, I think. Hmm. That's um, not was, okay. hmm. Actually, yeah, it was 138. So it was about um two hours and eight, 18. So yeah, it was, it was yeah, so it was almost close to two hours and twenty minutes, but uh. Yeah, I mean, it didn't feel like that long at all. Um, no, it felt it went pretty fast. But that whole sequence of J.K. Simmons like that, you think he's gonna go and he doesn't. This reminds me of the uh, the Rock Hercules movie about the Ian, Mc Ian McShane character. He's the foretell. He's like the, the the wise old guy. He's like, hey man, I've seen my I've seen my I've seen I've seen the the seen a vision of my future. I'm going down in a fiery blaze. So every time you see him, like this is my moment. Like he's standing there in the moment, and then all of a sudden you see the rock, like manhandle <laughs> the arrow, and he goes, "What? You, you like?" Or he grabs, grabs the arrow. He's like, "Yo, that was my moment." moment saved or whatever it's just like, it's like that. i mean that was like i mean if you haven't seen that rock hercules movie that actually was entertaining it was a lot better than the other movie that came out in january of kellen lutz i mean it, it, i mean the, the battle sequences are, are just really really good for that but it, it just doesn't remind me that sequence like oh and it's the the, the ian mcshane like he he's so typecast but it's 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 a great typecast because he's the wise old gentleman he's like hey man i told you i've seen a vision i'm going to die 
and he, does, he doesn't go out and plays like, hey, you ruined my moment. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, And then the government takes oh, credit for this. Sorry. Right. Again, of course. Like That was the most realistic thing about this movie is just how crappy the government was. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I was like, oh, they're mistreating all the people that serve the country? Oh, that sounds about right. Sounds <laughs> about normal. <laughs> as you can get. Oh, we uh, we told them they couldn't do it. They did it anyway. Let's take, let's just take credit for it. Yeah, like, and we're not going to give credit to the guys that actually saved our A's because mm-hmm. we screwed up big time. But we need to cover that up. Like, they, 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 the mission success. Okay, and that, sure. And then of course, you know, they wind up uh, saying, "Well, I knew that they were there all the time, all along. I knew that they were there." <laughs> I'm like, "You were such I a punch douchebag." Him. I wanted to punch him. It was such a ball bag, I swear. I wanted to actually <laughs> deck him, though, too, to be honest yeah. with you. But then I liked how Chris, how Dan winds up explaining. He goes, I never once told my daughter about the events that happen in the future. Mm-hmm. I Because now she's alive and now she has a future. So, therefore, yeah. I don't have a reason to tell her anything. Yeah. That, that gave me goosebumps and chills just knowing that he, the – just the sincerity of that quote from him. It doesn't feel like Chris Pratt. It felt like Dan. And that's something that I appreciated a lot from Chris. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, what's all everyone's final thoughts as far as this movie goes? You can go ahead, Alex. Uh, Because after this came out, I kept hearing like, oh, they're planning a sequel. And I'm just thinking of, like, oh, well, what could they possibly do? Like, they can't do time travel because the time machine is broken. So would it involve them, like, going out into space and trying to find the or the home planet of the White Spikes and maybe take a war to them just so they don't have a chance to come back? Like, if that would be a sequel, that would be something I'm interested in. I'm kind of annoyed with aliens invading Earth. I would like to see us go to a planet and whoop some booty from time to time. I mean, it might not be the best outcome for us but that's where i can see a sequel going like what do you guys think i could see it being present day sort of how it ended it's the present day and they have to fight for their future Mm. i mean i mean i don't know i don't think they can do tomorrow war if the time machine stopped working and the day after tomorrow war <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, just, I mean, again, I don't know how they would do it. Like, I mean, like again, it's. It, I mean, I was. I was a little shocked when I found out there's a sequel to this because, like, I thought this one ended fine. Then yeah, there's no up. need. It, it wrapped it up just fine. No need for a sequel. I think this is a little more too much. Like, oh, we need to hop on this like right away. Like, let's make a sequel to Wonder Woman after the second one wasn't great. Like, let, let's do. Let's. Let, they're, they're. They're like. We'll see. I'm like, maybe you guys need to wait because, like I said, I mean, and then like, and because I was like, when I once I heard the reviews for this, I was like, wow, people are actually hating on this, and I saw read some decent stuff, so I watched it for myself, and it's not as bad as people were thinking. Like, yeah. like John and I interviewed, like, did that movie Infinite? We reviewed that one on Paramount Plus, and that that movie was getting crapped on by critics for no reason for a guy that, and then I I was going off in my review on on Facebook about the critics, about them bashing something because they, they misinterpret what it was. I'm like, really? This is a summer movie. Of course this stuff's going to happen. Like these summer blockbuster, like no plot, big action stuff supposed to happen. what do you expect? Mm-hmm. Is pride and prejudice? No. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like, I mean, critics are just so reactionary and it's just like stuff. They're bashing stuff that shouldn't be deserved. Like maybe that should be bashed is like, you should be bashing Warner Brothers for making a sequel to a movie that most people didn't want for Space Jam. Nobody want. Nobody want. Like, I mean, like that movie is gonna be garbage. That's right. Sorry, John. Like, like if you're if you're expecting a friendly review from John and I this weekend on Space Jam: The New Legacy, not happening. No, like you're ruining. You're 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 kind of ruining the Matrix for me by having them do the Matrix stunt in Space Jam. I'm not kidding. Right. That's actually a clip. Okay, so uh, here's the thing. With I want to go back and piggyback off of you, though, Alex, with uh, what you said, though, 
about what can they do and stuff like that. I thought this was better off as like a one-off, to be honest. I felt like the story was told. There was no need to go on ahead and do a sequel. But if they do, what's the story going to be? What's the story outline is going to be? Is it going to be like an Independence Day kind of feel where we now have to go ahead and save this part of our, you know, this part of the world and take it to them, which I'm okay with because I don't like repetitiveness when it comes down to sequels. I like something different. Yeah. Everything, which is why I appreciate the Hangover Three a lot more than the Hangover Two because it's just a repetitive thing. So, you know, I like the fact that they're if they do something different, I'm totally fine with it. Maybe an alien invasion in front of a home invasion would be actually a good story, just an idea for Hollywood. But anyways, <laughs> but still, I just thought that this was nice to actually have with a nice little bow on it and say, "Here you guys go. This is a free movie for you on Prime. Enjoy your time." enjoy this it's a great summer blockbuster type movie but hey if they want to give us more depending on what the story layout is give me more but I, do i need it yeah. no just right. don't make a don't make a sequel for the sake of making a sequel actually make it meaningful like yeah like they shouldn't have done a sequel to independence day when the movie was fine mm-hmm. and yet you, you you practically ruined independence day for people with the, the horrible sequel um, like I think this movie was it was entertaining a lot better than I expected going in with a trailer, which I can appreciate. Um, because I was worried this was gonna be bad and it's gonna be on another one of those hit lists for me for Amazon Prime because they haven't hit it out of the park at all. I think HBO Max has done more than that and then Netflix and stuff, but I mean it's an entertaining movie if you if you have like if you if you're interested in watching it, we I definitely recommend checking this out. It's it's, it's, it, it doesn't yeah. feel too long, doesn't overstay its welcome. It's entertaining. It's got comedic moments fit in, and it's not forced. And it's it's got. I mean, and it's. I mean, it's a it's a great, a really good Chris Pratt movie. And it, like, not there's not much like there's not much stuff that he's done besides the Marvel stuff. And well, he's great in Moneyball, but yeah. um, it, this is a really good one that he's actually leading the leading guy in it. And, and there's not many. There's not hasn't been that many ones where he's led actually done really well so it's it's nice to see that um that it's a good movie though um okay so my next question is alex where can everybody follow you at if they want to go ahead and subscribe to your youtube channel and social medias and things like that yeah so people can follow me on instagram um i'm on facebook too or even twitter i'm mostly active on twitter i like to have conversations with people on twitter I wish I knew what my handle was off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure it's a town Alex three. That's my Twitter handle. Okay. And uh, all my, all, all my links are in my channel. So go ahead and check that out. If you guys want to hit me up and I also want to say thank you so much for having me on here. This was an amazing opportunity and I had such You're a great welcome. time. You guys we enjoyed are, having you. Be honest yeah, with you, man. Definitely you guys are back. awesome. Yes, come back, man, because this has been a great. All right, so guys, here's the thing. If you like what you see here, give us a like, smash that share button. Tell us what you guys think below. Smash that comment button, subscribe button and everything. Do all that stuff. Another thing, too, is tomorrow, 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, we are doing our last episode of our Loki after show. This is our spoiler discussion. So this is going to be la- our last episode because this is the season finale of Loki. I've been loving it so far. Stuff like that. So go on ahead. Check that out tomorrow night. To- and then after that, the day after, I'm going to have the Boston Badass, Paige from the movie Trivia Schmodown, coming in doing, um, doing a review for Ben Affleck's movie, The Town. And that's going to be at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. Then on Thursday, we have some probably some other stuff planned out. And then Friday, we're doing our Fast and the Furious 6 uh, review. And that's actually going to be at the same time at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time. Go in and check that out. Also, too, if you guys want to get an audio-only podcast episode of what we do here, go on ahead. Go, go on to wherever you guys get your podcast at. And then, of course, if you guys want to donate to the page, just head on over to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. Then, of course, if you guys want to follow me on Facebook, how do you guys do that? Just go on ahead and head over to Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite on Facebook. I don't need the same brand name on Instagram and on Pinterest. And then, of course, you guys can follow me under Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter because they wouldn't let me have the E. So, therefore, it's just Movie Lovers Unit, which sounds really dirty. Uh, so, and then 
Of course, you guys can go on ahead and email me at movieloversunite at gmail.com if you're a sponsor. If you're interested in being on my show, go on ahead and check me out over there and email me um, email me over there. And then, of course, go on ahead, follow me on Stereo. We use some episodes from time to time on Stereo. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audio books, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audio books, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything, and you want an audio book, and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible, you're not going to regret it, they actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on, you can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial, and a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection, and access to daily news digest, from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing too guys, that's not all they have. They also have they also have finish if you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader or a person. How-to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately and everything else. So if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless.